0: Hey there, holder, hi there. It's your favorite babes of retail. I'm Janelle. And I'm Kim. And um, we're just going to start this episode out with a disclaimer. Um,
1: If you have not seen the new episode of Riverdale, or if you have not yet seen Infinity War um you will just probably want to skip this episode we were going over our outline for this week and realized that that's basically all we really wanted to talk about today
0: we understand that we uh usually end up spending a lot of time on riverdale and then before we even started planning today i knew that i wanted to spend a good chunk of time on infinity Wars, so we figured why try to cram other topics in when this is what we really just want to talk about Yeah, so I would say skip this episode until you see Infinity War. Abort mission now. Um, Some episodes are up on our Blueberry website, and they're re-edited, so you don't have background noise. So you could re-listen to those. So that's just our disclaimer for now. All right. Let's just get right into the thick of it.
1: Okay, so the episode opens with Midge's funeral, and I thought it was interesting because it opens with Cheryl singing, and I I really thought they were going to do another musical episode, and I was about to turn it off, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wonder if, like... They were satisfied with how Cheryl sounded, and they were like, you know what? Let's keep this going. Let's make that a thing. I do think she sounded better this episode than she did last episode, though. Yeah. I definitely. don't know what they did, if they tuned her differently or whatever. It was super weird to me that they had black versions of their cheerleading outfits.
1: Yeah. Also, was
0: Midge a cheerleader? I guess. That's what they said. Okay. They I said never she saw... They said she was like a fellow <laughs> vixen. But yeah,
1: same. Like, But the thing
0: is, is they killed a character who they never really did anything with. Yeah. She was only there for the Moose plotline. Yeah, essentially. And
1: she'll, it's looking like as next week's preview, she'll be there to continue Moose's plotline. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really know what they were trying to do with that.
0: Yeah. And it was really weird to me that they purchased funeral cheerleading outfits. I don't know, probably Cheryl. Probably. I feel like that's a Cheryl thing to do.
1: Yeah, and now she's like saying that the Vixens will not rest until... The, the black hood is It's
0: like, dude, this small town feel. Mm. <laughs> Everybody's uh, too involved. That stuff made me feel so bad. I don't know if we want to get into that Sheriff Keller storyline right now, but um, I think basically there was okay when
1: Sheriff Keller was at the funeral.
0: Yeah.
1: Damn, he that, looked good. Yeah, he was so. I
0: was like, damn, Sheriff Keller's kind of fucking hot. And Kevin popped up and he was wearing like a pea coat. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn,
1: that's a good jacket on you. Yeah, he looks cute. Dang.
0: <laughs> She's Just a kinda, good-looking
1: cast. He's a little hottie. Um, I guess we can kind of get into Sheriff Keller, only because the beginning of the episode then takes off with...
0: Him, him interviewing.
1: Everyone from the school. So that leads with uh, us finding out that Ethel was actually the one that s- did send the letters. So that was good, because like, her saying that it was for her dream board, well, like, it kind of made it, made it look like somebody was framing her. Yeah. Which I guess somebody could still be, but...
0: But I just thought it was interesting that they went and revisited that. Yeah, because when I saw them in her trash, I thought the same thing Jug did, that it was Ethel. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. Uh, Yeah, they didn't
1: really try to hide that.
0: Yeah, it would have been, like, a shitty way to avoid that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Story-wise.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's see.
0: Want to go in Betty? So,
1: yeah, it was interesting to me that Betty go, it's so back and forth between defending Chick and thinking that he's a monster, because she defended him in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And then by the end, obviously, but, you know, it's just like...
0: Yeah, it was really interesting, too, especially now with how the end ended mm-hmm. up with Hal, for her to be defending him to Hal, and
1: then... Yeah, and then, and then... But I always didn't like that about her character, like, how they wrote her characters is was like, they never... She's really wishy-washy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of understandable because you think he's your brother. Like, you want to kind of make up for not being there for him. And then also you want to have his back because he's supposed to be your brother. Like,
0: yeah. It's unfortunate. And I, like, I understand her position. But, God, Betty, either you don't trust him or you do. Yeah. For real. So... (laughs) Keeping up with the fact that Betty shouldn't trust him, and doesn't trust him, he's not her brother! Yeah, it
1: finally comes out that they are not actually related. But I thought, that just led into a whole other series of really sad shit.
0: I know, it just kept getting worse as it went on. Like, initially, okay, my first thought was like, okay, they, just, they stopped by the wrong place, or they got the wrong dude, and Chick just went with it. Well, that's what I thought,
1: too. Yeah, I was like, okay, he just went with it. Maybe because of where he was, like, he was like, this is my opportunity to have a family. Yeah. And these people have money, so. Yep. And then, he said that, um, that his, her brother overdosed. overdosed. And, that, and then, that seems like a plausible story, given where they're from, or yeah. like where they lived. But then, um, like, when Betty went to, or when Alice left, I was like, oh, well, Chick didn't actually say that he died. Yeah. So then I thought the same thing Betty thought and was like, he's not telling the truth and maybe he's still there. hmm And then it gets uncovered that Chick just lost his shit and killed him.
0: Dropped the body by that poor neighbor who really liked Charles and said he was a sweet guy. Dude, no,
1: it's even worse that Charles was nice because it's like, we never get to meet him and then it's... Also kind of going into Alice a little bit, but just the fact that she blames herself for Charles' death, like... Yeah. So No, it's sad. so
0: sad. And then... I wonder if also, like, Charles was supposed to be, they were trying to create sort of the same situation as Jason, where, like, it was a character that we could have fallen in love with, but um, we're never given the chance to. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's stupid. That hurt to me. I didn't think of that until today, like, just now. Yeah. But... So, okay, so wait. You know okay. what? I didn't write this on my paper, but I wrote it in, like, my, my phone notes. Uh-huh. Oops. Um, but Charles had red hair. Did he have red hair? Like, in the photo, it looked like he had red hair. Hmm. And I thought for sure that would have made him Hal's.
1: I don't think so. But
0: then Alice says it's FPs, and she would know. Yeah. You know? If anyone, yeah. she would have known.
1: I still want to know, like, what unspoken demons Hal and Alice have, though, because... Now we've got answers for FP, which we've known, but we still got answers. But then there's that whole...
0: There's a whole scene with FP that I want to discuss when we get there. Okay. And so, like, I Um, had to have a little internal debate about whether or not I wanted to mention it right now, but I'll wait.
1: Okay. Um, So then, so we find out Chick's an imposter, and then he gets confronted by Jughead and Betty. And Betty kicks... Ass. Yeah, he goes fucking crazy, and then insteps Betty like a fucking badass. Like she's fucking taking some karate or taekwondo or something. She did that with conviction. Like there was no hesitation in that swing. She
0: could be a superhero. I,
1: <laughs> oh, <oof. laughs> Betty for president.
0: Betty for Black Widow. Um,
1: yeah, for real. <laughs> and then the blackhead.
0: <laughs> the, the black,
1: black hood <laughs> called. I was reading the black, blackhead. You just got to get a face mask. I read black hood and jughead at the same time the black hood called betty and um she lied to jughead about it again that
0: that that so the annoying thing is that she told archie and she did not tell jug that she was getting calls from the black hood after all this time Mm mm-hmm and
1: um, even like after everything they've been through together, like, and she, like, Jughead, in my opinion, has clearly earned every single bit of trust that she should have mm-hmm. to tell him something like this. He's not been to-
0: completely honest with her about everything, and she's, she hit twice now because she didn't tell him about when she kissed Archie. Yeah. And that came up in her face. And now this.
1: I think maybe next episode she'll tell him, though, I yeah, hope, so. because, you know, um, in the preview we see her talking to Hal and Alice, I assume, yeah. about well, being, like, a accomplice, accomplice to murder, yeah. and that weighs heavy on, I feel like for Betty, that'll weigh really heavy on her, and she's going to have to tell Ed. Yeah.
0: We'll um, see, you, though. Yeah, it seems like next episode is going to be a lot of confrontation. Like people just trying. to... Yeah. Um. There's this. really quick. We'll get back to everything. But like, there's this one
1: scene of next week's preview, and like Veronica's wearing like lingerie. I'm like, what's the it's point so of that? Out of place. Yeah. It, it would have made more sense for this episode that just passed, which yes. we'll get into. But it would have made more sense for that or the cabin episode. Mm-hmm. But it's it's in this next upcoming one. Also,
0: like, what the fuck? What teenager owns lingerie, Betty? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess both of them. Yeah. But nobody I knew. Yeah, same, Not me. <laughs>
1: not me, for sure. Um, And then, uh, so yeah. So then we find out, and the, the Black Hood calls Betty and basically says, Turn over, chick to
0: me. And then Betty shows up with Miss Brandy's gun. Yep. And walks chick's happy ass out of the basement. I was...
1: Like, for lack of a better term, so shook (laughs) when, like, they're out talking in the cemetery wherever they were, and then the Black Hood's just standing there, and I was like, I... Like, this show's never, like, really scared me, but in that moment, my heart was, like, racing. I
0: honestly, like, half expected somebody to show up behind Betty, too.
1: Yeah. But, But no. But the... But, like, if we've learned anything, and I hate to give him, like, any kind of edge of integrity, but, like... The black hood like stuck to his word mm-hmm. every single time. So I mean, for him to like not have anybody behind Betty makes a lot of sense.
0: I also um, this is something I thought of like towards the end of the episode before mm-hmm. we realized who the black hood is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of questions about that though. Yeah, but um, I wonder if Chick was working with the black hood because we didn't actually see him die. And we didn't see a body. So, depending on how this next episode goes... Like we if do we see Cheryl see and
1: be Betty looking at a body bag. but I'm not yeah. sure... I mean, it, it only makes sense that it's Chicks, but they could just throw us through a fucking loop and not have be a be Chick at all.
0: Yeah. So, I, I still think there's, like, a potential out there for Chick to be working with the Black Hood.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's also kind of sad that, like, his character just got introduced this season, was it this season? Yeah. Yeah. And then he got kicked he got killed this season. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> but um that's all I have on Betty. I don't know about you.
0: Um yeah. No, actually I was gonna say that Betty could've shot the black hood and she didn't. She could have,
1: but I think that just shows how against Chick she really was. Yeah. And, like, how comfortable she was talking to the Black Hood after a certain point. Like, she started, she got really upset when he called the first time, but then after that, she got more and more comfortable, and then, like, when it came down to giving him Chick over to him, she seemed, like, completely confident in what she was doing.
0: I feel like this is going to become an issue for Betty, where she feels like she is both judge and jury, and the Black Hood is her executioner. Yeah. Like, now she gets to decide who people's fate yeah, and it also kind of puts
1: her in a hole because now it just shows her like loyalty to the Black Hood, and that's in in a case like this, it's not something you can just turn back on.
0: Yeah, and also, how is she going to explain that to Jug when he inevitably finds out? I mean, Jug doesn't like Chick as much
1: as Betty, so I mean, I feel like if if it were to go forward, that's harder to explain. Yeah. But in this
0: specific case, it's a, like it's a no brainer. Yeah, that's probably fair. For this instance, she's probably fine. Yeah. But, actually, you know what? I'm Because Juggy didn't have a lot in this episode, no, so I'm going to talk about this, too. When he was willing to beat the shit out of Chick and essentially torture him to get information, and FP had to step in and say that, like, this is not their situation, and they were going to wait to see what Alice and Betty wanted to do, yeah. and then they'd step in. And my heart for FP because he said that they're not his, like, that's not their family. Like, that's not their stuff to deal with. And I'm like, but it is your family. Well, I wrote down. Kid.
1: Oh my God. I wrote. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, how could you not? Yeah. But okay. I have, a, I have something about that later. Um, I said in that moment, I was like, he's a good fucking dude because he knows his place at yeah. least in this situation. And then also Jughead's super cute when he's mad. Yes. Super cute. <laughs> Um, FP is a good mediator, I feel like. FP, I feel like, is, no wonder he succeeded so highly in the, uh, Serpents. Mm -hmm. Because he's level headed on all occasions.
0: He's very much like the Jon Snow Mm -hmm. of this show. Mm -hmm. But he knows more. Yes. (laughs) Instead of nothing. This is, that's only one of two references for Game of Thrones I'm gonna make for this episode. (laughs) And then, um, I guess, My next one is Archie. Yeah. Um,
1: Okay, so this is, like, early on in the episode about him. It was when he was talking to Sheriff Keller. And they're talking about Spencer being the Mm -hmm. black hood. So, really quick. Um. They're saying, like, why would he mutilate himself? Like, Betty was like, why would he mutilate himself, Archie? And I'm like, okay, but... Clearly, Svensson had issues. Yeah. He was fucking crazy. So who's not to say that, like, he didn't mutilate himself and that he wasn't working
0: alongside the Black Hood? Just because he ended up dead, like, he could have just taken the fall for him. Okay, but also... For the little episodes of Black Mirror that I did watch, mm-hmm. there was an episode where they sent someone's, like, finger in a box, and it was supposed to be, like, someone they were holding hostage, and it ended up being, them like, the guy keeping her hostage, and not the actual person. There are
1: plenty of... There are th- psychos out there. There are plenty of TV shows where that happens, so it's like, who's, like, him taking the fall, like, getting killed for the Black Hood? Like, who's not to say that this isn't a cult? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm not saying it is, and I I hope it's not. Because I feel like cults are a little outplayed within this, like, last year and a half or so. Yeah. Especially because, like, American Horror did it. But it's like... But, I mean, there could be, like, devoted
0: followers of this guy. I want this to be, like, a Far Cry 5 sort of situation. Where it's, like, a religious cult kind of thing. Yeah, I just watched an episode of Criminal Minds about that. (laughs) But I think that would be interesting. Because, like, the way the Black Hood decides who he who he kills seems very, you know, like, religious it conservative. Sort of. Oh, my
1: God, there's an episode of Law and Order like that, too. Oh, no, it was Dexter. Did you oh, ever watch Dexter? No. I my think we discussed God. Dexter on this before, too. Okay, you know what? Like, I don't know if you have a list of shows you need to watch. You know, I have the Popsicle Sticks. Yeah. Put that on your list. That, oh, I need to re-put that. Oh, is it on Netflix? Uh, yeah, it was for a while. I don't know if it still is. Okay. But, um, anyway... Um, so then it kind of, it seems, like, as the episode goes through and to the end, it seems like Archie's just going to become this vigilante. And this time, I hope he doesn't have the red circle
0: or the black circle following him. Like, I'm going to note that Jughead pulled off, like, some sort of weird flyer things off the locker and it looked like a black circle.
1: Oh, maybe. For, for the I didn't pay attention to that. So it was just, it happened really quick, but yeah, yeah. maybe... I'm so over that. And, like, Archie just is always weighing over his head about stuff. It's just, like, dude, he thinks he's intimidating. He's clearly been proven time after time again that he's not. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, he seems really headstrong about it this time, especially because now it and endangers Fred again.
0: It endangers Fred, and he's trying to prove himself to Mr. Lodge. Yeah.
1: For every like, reason.
0: There's a first conversation with, um, Fred and Archie, and I think Fred says something like, "You need to be safe this time." And um, I wrote in my notes. I wrote in my notes that um, Archie should not go patrolling. <laughs> and then, like two minutes later, he walks outside and gets jumped by Nick's gang. And I'm like, "Well, he, like, it's, he went back it. to the Black Hood's house, yeah." And so it's like, um,
1: back to that really quick with Nick's game, gang of people um, when they showed up at the bush I really feel like that was like a tribute to Halloween the like oh. Halloween movie with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis okay. because in Halloween an ep- or a part like that happens where Michael Myers is standing by a bush and she like looks back and then he's gone and it's like uh, oh. oh no and then so that kind of felt like that's a little bit cool. of like a sneaky tr- tribute I'm not sure
0: I hope that's what they were dry- trying yeah. to do Oh, also, I thought it was really sweet when Archie tried to protect Fred and was like, you need to leave, you need to go stay with Mom, you have to get out of here. And he's like, what the fuck are you going to do, Archie? Yeah. <laughs> but it was sweet. It, and it was it, well... And- absolutely. Um, and then... He- so, yeah, Archie gets jumped, and then...
1: And then he's, like, essentially kidnapped by him, and they beat the crap out of
0: him. And yeah.
1: then,
0: like, um... And then they send, like, a ransom phone call to... Well, Nick calls Veronica. Yeah.
1: But, and then that kind of leads into Hiram a little bit.
0: Yes, that's exactly where I wanted to go next. So, Hiram pissed me the fuck off. Hiram is very hard for me to
1: read sometimes because it seems... He's kind of like Josie where it's like, you think you know where his loyalties lie.
0: And then something like this happens and he's like, he's not my blood. I think Hiram is just very emotionally distant and calculated. So, everything he does, it has to be, like, to benefit him in some way, shape, or form. You know? Yeah. So, like, saving Archie isn't really going to benefit him. I mean, and... I, like, okay, if he his pissed mind. me off.
1: And he's right. I mean, it's not going to benefit him, like, whatsoever. Yeah. But... It,
0: I don't know. But, like, God... That, and I think that's kind of where Veronica differs from Hiram. Like, she has more of a soul... You know?
1: Yeah. And I think Hermione is kind of in the middle of the two of them.
0: I wonder... I want. I want. I honestly want to see if Hermione got captured or, like, she was threatened... What would happen? What would Hiram do? Yeah. Like, would he care enough to do anything? Yeah. Or would he just let her go? I don't know. Interesting. Um... But, yeah. Hiram pissed me the fuck off. And then, um... The story goes on... I don't want to go to Veronica's yet, but, like, just to wrap up Archie's, like... Nick says that he's gonna bone Veronica, and Archie will get to watch. And then Archie very impressively breaks out of that chair. Yeah, I said, um...
1: In my notes, I was like, we're breaking free. Um, (laughs) We're breaking free. And then it's, like, what I thought of, and, like, the song started playing, And then he makes out, like, a goddamn track star. He just runs,
0: like, all the way. Yeah. And I'm just like... Adrenaline. Okay, dude, like... Good for you. And then when they show up... Okay, I'm sorry. People are watching sports here. I'm going to try and edit that out, but if not, I apologize. Um, but we
1: just tied. You can edit that out, too. But. Um, yeah.
0: Woo, woo. Um, so, Archie... Is waiting for Hiram in his office, and I thought for sure Archie was gonna like ask to be left out because Hiram wasn't willing to save him, and therefore like he wasn't willing to keep working for him. I thought
1: he was gonna ask for his daughter's hand in marriage. That's what I thought because he said there's just like one thing left, and like to be part of the family. And I was like, is he gonna like actually become a part of the family? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's like the closest thing that would make him blood. But how's he going to say that he's not blood when they, like, literally did a blood oath together?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm thinking too much into this. I hate this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But, yeah, so then Archie vows to earn his bones by killing the Black Hood, which really is irrelevant to Hiram and I don't really understand, but whatever. Archie just wants to kill the Black Hood and he needs an excuse. Yeah. And hopefully that'll get him some respect with Hiram. I guess at this point, um, we can go into Veronica's story. Um, So, at the
1: beginning of the episode, Veronica's talking to Archie right after everything, and she's like, I really need you to be smart this time. And I thought it was really interesting to see Veronica take on a role like that, because she seems kind of self-centered. Like, not that she is, and she obviously cares for her friends and stuff, but she was, like, saying... Like, she pays attention to Archie, and obviously everybody knows this, but she acknowledged the fact that, like, he is very impulsive when it comes to stuff like this. He's not safe. Yeah. And he is not smart about stuff.
0: You know, last week I said that, like, Veronica was a true neutral. But I think, like, after this week she's more of a neutral good. Yeah, me too. I think,
1: mm-hmm. I think she's very conflicted, a very...
0: Yeah. Um, so then... Um... Yeah. Veronica was just really redeeming for me in this episode because... For the first time, like, I agreed with a lot of what she was trying to do. Yeah, me too. Like, her actions made sense.
1: Yeah, and her reasoning was solid. Yeah. It wasn't just like, what are you doing? Why? What
0: is happening? Like, oh, we need to pay for Fred's medical bills. Like, oh, Veronica, that's a little outside of your... I don't know if you should be doing that. But this one made sense. And I actually really respected that. Yeah. And then Nick... Nick and Veronica's storyline in this episode, like, really triggered me, and I honestly thought of Sansa and Ramsay. It went to, um, it went from zero to a hundred really quick. Yeah. Like,
1: he definitely came back in this episode with a fucking vengeance.
0: And he said that he was gonna have a limp for the rest of his life, but I didn't see his character limping at all. I know, but I didn't also pay attention, but I did. I did not.
1: Um, I was like, alright, let's see if you limp, Nick. (laughs) Was the fact that she took the money from our parents? Yes, and then, like, l- I feel like it was a last minute decision to
0: drug him. Yes, it was because she Maybe not she looks, looks decision, like it in her end... last minute execution. Mm. No, I feel like by the time she was there, she was like prepared to do it. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, but, like, but when she was the getting ready, it,
0: yes, that was like yeah. the last minute. Like, oh wait, I have an actual way to work this out. She's like, oh, I have an out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, that storyline to me felt like Sansa and Ramsay, but if Sansa was able to fight Ramsay back. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: And then she got ransom for him, so she got her money back on top of whatever she got from him.
0: And also showed, um, what are their names? Saint something? Saint Claire. Yeah. Um, that, like, they're, they're not as weak as they perceived them to be. Yeah.
1: Which is pretty great. Um, um. Really quick, touching on Nick. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but somebody described drugging girls as high or just schoolboy mischief, and I was like, "That is not schoolboy mischief." Oh God! Like that is not. I didn't catch that because it, it was like it like triggered me in the most millennial way. Yeah. I was like, like that is a n-
0: not what it's happens. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, I know that you didn't really pay attention to it, but I also wrote in my notes that, like, I didn't care about Cheryl and Kevin's storyline. No. But I guess it's, like, kind of important to mention, at least. Um, well, because it kind of leads into, like, the end of... where the sheriff ends in the last part of the episode, which is, um... No longer the sheriff. Yeah, they told him to step down. Um, but Hermione comes to Cheryl and asks her to... Oh yeah, basically b- yeah. Write about how terrible v- Sheriff Mr. Keller is, and she does it because what was your quote? She was. She, it was she was, like
1: shook something to, sh- something yeah, shook to the, core, to the core, of of her, core of her bosom. Yeah, which is my favorite way to describe things now. <laughs> when chick, I wrote in my notes. Um, that chick. It was like chick isn't uh, the actual sun. I'm shook to the core of my bosom. Like,
0: <laughs> um, I think that's probably everything for Riverdale, actually. Oh, um, except for the, ba- the, the oh, final scene. Oh, absolutely
1: Okay, really quick, Hold on. Um, shook to the core of my bosom. Uh, I noticed with Cheryl, because of, like, the up-head, like, she always needs attention.
0: And, oh, yeah. And, but,
1: like, it's to the point where it's, like, it doesn't matter if that attention's gonna, like, harm her in the near future. She's just, like, okay, cool. I have an opportunity to, like, have those spotlight on me. And I don't necessarily think it's because of, like, like, she needs, like, the glitz and glam that comes with it. It's just more of, like, like, she, she wants people to pay attention to her. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah.
0: Like, just, like, acknowledge her existence. Yeah. Yeah. And then,
1: um... Yeah, with Hal, Alice, and FP. So... What I didn't realize, I guess, what I missed two episodes ago was that Hal was, like, officially invited back home. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought they were just talking about it. So then when this episode began and Hal's there, I was like, oh, this is a surprise to me, but apparently only to me. Because <laughs> Dallas was like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's back. And then, um, we we'll talk about that. Um. And it is confirmed this episode that what we've been saying all along is true is that F.B.'s son is Charles. Yes. And, she, and he had it. Alice. So sad. She just never told him. That's so sad. And then I guess it leads into the fact that it appears now that Hal is the Black Hood. Yes. But here's where it leads me to this question. And I will explain why it led me to this question. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, my first question was, I wonder how it would feel to have a child that you had no idea about die. So, like... So... As a woman, you will n- never have to experience that because you are literally the one having the child. Unless you do, like, you give away your eggs. Yeah. You know? But, um, but, like, would you care? Like, yes, it is a part of you, but, like, you never did know them.
0: I feel like, in Alice's for F- for FP's yeah.
1: point of view, because FP had no idea until
0: everything
1: had already gone by a chick. Charles everything so he knew at the very
0: very tail end of it yeah it's like I wonder how that feels I feel like that would be really painful because Alice gave up Charles in like a moment in her life where she couldn't handle taking care of a kid and so to her she probably always felt like she had the opportunity to meet him still yeah and now that opportunity's taken away from her you know yeah And it's probably still bad regardless of whether or not you raise your kids. Like, it's still bad to have to bury your children. And in this case, she doesn't even get to do that because Chick murdered him and threw away the body. So So sad. Um, And then my second question is, is the Black Hood just a
1: front or is he... Is is the Black Hood just a front? And by that, I mean, is he just the guy who does the grunt work? Like, is there somebody
0: working, like,
1: in a chair behind it? Because... That leads me to Hal being the Black Hood and the fact that he did shoot Fred. And it's like that's your neighbor for countless years. Like Damn, you shot yeah. him in cold blood, like you had your intention, you had every intention of killing him.
0: Well, I wonder if maybe in the beginning. And then also Hal- it makes me
1: think that Hal's not the Black Hood now. Mm. And I've been saying that I've thought it's well, was Hal to since the, the end beginning. Now,
0: uh-huh. So it's probably going to be him. I don't know,
1: dude. But I thought for, since the longest time that it was Hal, and then I stopped thinking it was Hal because I didn't feel like I had enough reason anymore, and now I'm thinking it is, but also there's too many holes.
0: So, I think that if, if it's Hal, and then maybe he wasn't always, maybe he was the man in the chair, you know, and then Svensson was actually, like, the one committing maybe, it. that's a good point. And then, now that Svensson's gone, he had to step up.
1: Yeah, and I did mention that I feel like Archie would know. Like and yeah. we were talking about it, and it's like, it's like when you recognize somebody in a crowd, and you're like, you're not sure, but you can, like, feel it. You're like, hey, I think that's so-and-so. And yeah. then it's like, it is, and you're like, okay, well, I know that. So it's like, how would, you, like, I feel like he would have that same connection with the Black Hood a little bit. Even though he never saw his face, there's that connection that they had. Mm. So that's all I have to say about that.
0: I guess we haven't seen Archie and Hal in the same room, though. So. I don't know. The thing that
1: throws me off is those, like, piercing eyes that the Black Hood has. Yeah. That are green as fuck. And then last week we posted a poll on Twitter, and I feel like this, like, pertains to this week too. Yeah. But it was which cutie would you rather see
0: Alice end up with? So we had Hal coming in with a strong seventeen <laughs> percent, and FP dominating at eighty-three percent, which makes total sense. Yeah. Um, good choice. Good choice, yes, everybody.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and then high fives all around. At the, over the course of the last week, we didn't really watch anything noteworthy, except um, we did watch Thor Ragnarok, and it was my first time watching it.
0: Yeah. How'd you feel about it? I I think
1: I have an unpopular opinion. Like, I thought it was good, but I feel like they tried too hard to make it funny. Like, they tried a little too
0: hard with it. Okay. But I liked it. I Um, liked it because it was, like, tongue-in-cheek humor, like, poking fun at how superheroes have been, especially Thor in his past movies. That's true. I did like it because they opened Thor up to being more um,
1: lighthearted and funny, and so uh, that kind of leads into Infinity War and how he's a really great character in Infinity War.
0: Yes. Um, So, the end of Ragnarok is the beginning of Of Infinity Infinity War. War. This is your cue. If you have not watched Infinity War, please exit. (laughs) Do not go forward. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Stop. You have been warned.
1: Yeah, that's all we can do for you, really. Um, So we posted a poll last week because we all knew that somebody was going to be dying in Infinity War. Or, yeah. I, mm. well, and we, then yeah. we knew there was going to be death. And so we posted and we knew, oh my god, okay, we knew, everybody knew it was going to be Steve Rogers. yes. And then he ends up not dying in Infinity War. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Okay, anyway.
0: So, um, so so our our poll was... was, uh, (laughs) Okay, so who was most likely to die in Infinity War? Twitter only gives you four options. So, we had Hawkeye, Nebula, Loki,
1: and Drax. And what's kind of funny about this poll to me, too, is, like, the fact that one... Captain America did not die in Infinity War, and we also did not put him in the poll, because yeah. everybody thought he was going to die. Yeah. And two, we put Hawkeye in there, and Hawkeye wasn't even in the movie. No, he's on fucking house arrest. Yes. So,
0: I guess that's why he didn't get any promo art. Um, uh, but Hawkeye got 33%, so, you know, other people than me also thought that Hawkeye was going to be
1: a death. Nebula got 5%. Uh, Drax got five percent, and Loki got a whopping fifty-seven percent, and that's a really great segue into Infinity War because he is the first death in the movie.
0: Second, second, second death. Yes, but first, like major death. Yes. So, so as previously stated, um, this uh, this picks up where Ragnarok ends because we had seen Thanos's ship sort of overlay itself on top of the Asgardian ship, and so it opens, and everyone has been slaughtered except Loki, like. People are either dead or dying. They're like there's just no hope.
1: And like I think what's really even more sad about that is like that is the end of a race. Like
0: Yeah. That Okay, so I have a lot of questions about this. Okay, so I wrote that I wrote these down too. Um okay. So Thanos doesn't kill a hundred percent of the population. Exactly. He kills fifty percent of the population. So we did not see Valkyrie or Korg dead on the ship. True. So and I was wondering, it.
1: I was hoping that Korg was going to be in this movie, but we were talking about last week when we watched Ragnarok, if Korg was even going to be in it.
0: Yeah. And, like, I wanted him to, but I felt like he was too minor of a character. I do, too. Like, he um. was just there for, like, comedic relief. hmm And so, they, um, so we don't see Korg or Valkyrie, which leads me to believe that Thanos let half of the Asgardians go. And then, my next question is... At the end, when he snaps his fingers, is another half of the Asgardians killed? Right, so like twenty-five percent. Yeah, only a fourth of them is left.
1: I, I assume so because I feel like when, like, I know it's going to sound like I thought too much into it, but like when you when he snapped his fingers, it's not like he could say like, okay, only killed like half of these people, and then only like don't touch the Asgardians because I got them in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like, like so, I think it would like. It makes sense that it would just take half of their numbers. Yeah. Like, that are still existing.
0: So, they're completely dwindled. Um, Thor doesn't know that they're still out there, because to him, his entire race is gone. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. And so, I mean, hopefully, Valkyrie is still alive to protect them, but potentially she's not. So, they don't have any heroes, they don't have any leadership, and they have no planet. So... (laughs) They're really off to a great start. I mean, talk about starting with a clean slate. Yeah. God. Um, so, um, okay, but in the beginning, Loki um, seems as though he's going to give like his um, loyalty over to Thanos, and then he says a line that's a reference to the first Avengers movie. When him and Tony were having a conversation and Loki was the bad guy, Tony says to him, We have a Hulk. Mm-hmm. And Loki's like, the fuck is a hulk and then hulk comes busting through and then in this one loki says to thanos
1: we, we have, have a hulk.
0: hulk and then hulk comes busting through and gets his ass kicked yeah and then is not seen for the rest of the movie yeah yeah banner is but yes.
1: hulk is not yes um both like ragnarok and infinity war are so fresh in my head that i'm kind of mixing them up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but um i The way I've been describing this movie to everybody is who asked me, like, obviously I'm not spoiling it for them in any way, but, like, the way I can describe it is it's, like, Deathly Hallows Part 1, where it just feels like a lot of setup for a Part 2. Yeah. It feels like, um... I would love it, though, if they, like... If this was just the movie and there was, like, no Part 2... There was no resolution? Yeah, because, like, it was, like... Because that's, like, real life. Yeah. It's, like, real life shit. (laughs) Like, they really decided to just, like, give you all these characters, have you fall in love with them and then have them just dissipate literally in front of your eyes, and then you have nothing to do with it. But I do like the theory that you and Bryson brought up that is, like, that their souls are in the Infinity... St- or the Soul Stone.
0: Yeah, so I had thought of it just as Gamora, but then he mentioned... and there's actually a comic book arc, too, not necessarily with the Soul Stone, but where, like, a bunch of heroes get lost in essentially, like, a different plane, and then they're able like to be brought back. Like an astral kind sort of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it... It would be interesting if that's where they went with this, and then they were just able to free them from the stone.
1: And I also saw something, I don't know if we, maybe we talked about it, or I read it somewhere, that was, like, if they could, like, the stones detach themselves from the gauntlet, because mm. the gauntlet no longer works. And then the stones, like, redisperse themselves. Yeah. Because.
0: And then you'd have to find them all over again to use them, that'd be neat.
1: Or it would give the avengers an opportunity... or the remaining avengers an opportunity to find them mm-hmm. and wield their powers like obviously it shows that they the, the stones given the proper device can be wielded singularly because mm-hmm. doctor strange wields the time stone
0: you're good
1: um, um you know so yeah. it's like it's shown that like like as we saw in guardians like if you if you have direct contact with it and you're not like worthy of it then it could destroy you yeah but then
0: yeah, but introduce- Ronan had it in his um big hammered thing, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and he was able to use it. Yeah, so I mean, it just it- and Loki was able to use the Tesseract. Yeah, and and yeah. So I mean, given so. the proper device or like proper holding device, you can use it. I'm gonna throw back um a couple topics here, but um when we watched Ragnarok. They had a scene when Odin dies, but he refers to both Thor and Loki as my boys, and the camera pans to Loki, and he's just, like, stunned that Odin referred to him as his son. And then we get, like, kind of another nod to that in Infinity War, when Loki is saying his titles to Thanos. He calls himself Odin's son instead of Lafe's son. And then he calls himself the prince of Asgard, the heir to the throne. And he looks at Thor. And I think in that moment, Loki thought, if I claim the throne, he'll kill me and spare Thor. Yeah. And in my fucking heart, dude, all of this, (laughs) I love him so much.
1: I do too, that, like,
0: he won't be brought back. Yeah. (laughs) It's so sad. Okay, so then... For sure, we've decided that Loki will stay dead. Who else do you think is going to stay dead? Vision. Okay. Yeah. Um. I feel like... Well, I mean, okay. Heimdall, obviously. Because he was kind of minor. And now Thor apparently can just, like, migrate without him. Because he brought himself back to Earth. That's true. Um... I don't know, though. Maybe Gamora. That would be sad, but also okay, I guess. Especially if they want to introduce more of the, like, other Guardians that have existed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll bring back Groot. Because he's a moneymaker. I wouldn't be surprised if Drax stays dead.
1: I wouldn't either, but it would kind of be good. Because Drax is so tortured.
0: (laughs) I wonder if... So, I guess in the comics, Nebula is the one who ends up killing Thanos. She's still alive, though. Yeah. I wonder if she'll end up getting to kill him. I would love that for her. That'd be interesting. This movie was significantly darker.
1: Well, he also said that
0: Nebula was close to killing him. And yeah. That's before he trapped her.
1: So, I mean, and very well could be. Or that could have been their ode to the comics and said, like, she doesn't, but she got close. She, she was almost there. Yeah. Um... Uh, but it was very dark. It was very. Uh,
0: DC ish. De- yeah. Very. Yeah. Interesting. I was, I was specifically reminded of um, the torture scene with her when he was separating her, which, like, they had already discussed in Guardians 2 how kind of fucked up that was because she said every time she lost to gamora thanos would replace another part of her with a machine yeah, yeah. and it also was interesting to sh- like actually see how much of her was made up of machine yeah i didn't realize that um, much it was, of like, her was so much of her and also kind of weird parts of her weren't machine like sh- her forearm would be a machine but her hand would still be hers like it was kind of interesting yeah maybe it's just to like humanize her a little bit yeah um let's see so, something I noticed and I was trying to pay heavily attention, like, heavy attention to the first time I watched it, because I've seen it twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but then, like, once I got through the end of my first viewing, I went in the second time and I wanted to pay even more attention to it. Um, they had stated that Captain America is not Captain America in this movie. He's, you nomad. know. Nomad? Yeah, he's Nomad. And so, in the first viewing, I tried to pay attention to, like, what people were calling him and what he was calling himself. So, like, he only referred to himself as Steve. Most everybody else only referred to him as Steve, except, and I caught it the second time, Rhodey calls him Cap. Okay, yeah. And he's the only one in the movie. Everybody else refers to him as Steve or, like, no name at all. Like, just a pronoun. Yeah,
1: I also thought it was interesting, the fact that he didn't die, because our theory was that... Uh, Rhodes or Bucky.
0: Yeah. We're going to become the new... Falcon or Bucky. Yeah, Falcon or Bucky.
1: We're going to become the new, uh... Cap. Captain. Yeah. And then now, they died, and Steve is still alive. Oh my god, yeah,
0: I forgot Falcon went too. Uh Uh-huh. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, so this only, like, furthers my theory. And my theory, which I need to put out here so that it's in the world as my own thing that I came up with in my head and I'm sure a million other people are also thinking but I think that they killed off all the all the characters that were introduced post the first avengers movie because the rest of like our original team which survived is going to have to sacrifice themselves to bring them back and then we'll continue forward with the new the new people, essentially.
1: I want to know how Tony and Nebula get back to Earth. Yeah, right? Because they just kind of got left on Titan. And his suit was totally destroyed. Oh, uh, yeah. And Nebula doesn't have anything.
0: Fuck. Yeah, because the only way she had contact- Well, but he's super smart and there's a bunch of crashed- There's a bunch of tech there. How did she get there, too? Because she made a call to Mantis and said, like, I need to get So to the Titan. Guardians probably picked her up. So they took her? Probably. But weren't they on board the same ship that um, Tony and Doctor Strange and Peter were on? No. No. I know they had their own ship. No, because they were in that alien donut. Oh, okay. Remember. Yeah. So, maybe the Guardians have a ship? They do. That's like, that's like on the Titan? So. Maybe. Maybe they can use oh, that. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um. Okay. Yeah. Because he has no way to contact anyone. Because we know that he lost contact when he got on the donut. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a donut. For lack of better phrasing. Um, um I wonder what happened if, if Pepper is still alive. Oh God! I know there's so many characters that are questionable now. I wonder if like Hawkeye going to be brought into this because like maybe his family got killed. You know. I'd be interested to see. Scarlet Witch come back mm.
1: and, like, really go fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. And she's supposed to have the power to do, you know, world-bending shit. Um, and then... Oh, man. Yeah. It was pointed out to me, I did not realize it on my own, that the trailer contained a scene that was not in the movie. And I did realize on my own that the trailer had thor in scenes where he in the movie has two eyes again but in the trailer has an eye patch yeah so the scene in the trailer that doesn't exist is like all of them like, running it was like the most Wakanda. famous like yeah it's like you don't even have to watch a trailer you can just click like google it and it's the photo that comes up
1: and i did notice that in the movie um because i was like waiting to see it because mm-hmm. i was excited to see it and then it just never happened
0: yeah, and I think it's because they wanted to, they they didn't want you to know that the Hulk wasn't going to be coming back. Probably. Because they want to set up for this whole storyline of Bruce having to figure it out. And was it you who said that you think the Hulk didn't come
1: back because he was never been defeated before?
0: Yeah, I thought he was scared. Yeah, because he,
1: he like, even when he was on the, in Ragnarok, he had never been defeated there. Yeah. He was his champion.
0: And then let's see. Oh, I wonder if they're
1: gonna look at. There's one more thing I wanted to say, and I don't remember what. I- oh, okay. Yeah, I do. I know what I wanted to say. There you go. Oh, okay. Um, I also thought it was a really great scene when Thor wielded the axe, because yes. it, what it showed is that it reminded you that Thor isn't human. He is actually, in fact, a god, and that he can take the full power of a star being blasted at him, like <laughs> pure power. Yeah. And it was just like an interesting reminder that, like, oh yeah, he actually is way more powerful. Because they kind of downplayed him to make him funny, mm-hmm. and then built him back up to be like, okay, you can be funny,
0: but like, oh fuck, you can really take a punch.
1: Yeah. And so that's kind of what I was thinking with uh, the Infinity War.
0: Yeah. That was good. It was a good, like, rebuttal, I guess. Yeah. For Ragnarok. Mm-hmm.
1: It was, it was very... It was good. as well. Yeah. Done.
0: All right, so we have a lot more to say about Infinity War, but we're going to stop here because this is a really long episode again. Um, <laughs> we can't be stopped. No, we, and we refuse to be. But
1: you can follow us on Twitter at Babes of Retail. And you can follow us on Tumblr at Babes of
0: Retail Podcast. And you can also email us at babesofretail at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And now, very exciting news you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yay. Woo! Um, it just keeps getting better and better. It really does. Only going up from here. (laughs) All right. And that's all we got. See you next week.